Welcome to New York. This is, is the Devil's Devil State, State of Mind podcast, podcast, brought to you brought by to you the Hockey, Hockey Podcast, podcast Network. Network. Now here's now your host, host, Neil Villapiano! What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network, the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. I hope you guys, as always, are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to these podcast episodes. Thank you guys, as always, for taking some time out of your day to check these episodes out. I greatly, greatly appreciate it, folks. We got a good one for you today. First of all, we're going to be quickly recapping uh, the last two games the Devils have played against Pittsburgh and then against Chicago. And uh, as you can see from the title of the episode, goals galore um, in many different ways. It was definitely up and down when it comes to like, you know, the emotional level as a fan up and down these last two games. Very, very, uh, very interesting to say the least. And we also have another very, very special guest joining us on this episode. And uh, some of you do recognize the name, some of you do not. But I'm going to uh, let you speculate until we get to that part of the episode to figure out who exactly we have joining us for this one. But I promise you, I promise you, it's a special one and you don't want to miss it. You really don't want to miss it. So as always, we have a bunch to talk about here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. So we'll start with our game recaps as we normally do. It was kind of, you know, I was kind of not really sure if I wanted to do recaps for this episode because of obviously the interview that I did. But uh, I then, you know, after some, you know, consultation with some people, I I, I felt that it was uh, it was necessary, as I always do. It was necessary for me to give my takes on the last two games. So we'll start with the game back on Thursday night in Pittsburgh against the Penguins. The Devils finally back on the ice after almost after basically nine days off uh, from their previous game in which they lost to the lightning uh, back on the 15th. So obviously you, you're just happy that, um, that they're, that the team is back on the ice and that they're playing. Um, the other thing is just simply that, uh, like I mentioned in not the last episode, but in the previous one that I posted on Thursday, you know, Dougie Hamilton was coming back in the lineup. We got guys like Brad back in the lineup as well and Janssen. So the team is starting to get a little bit healthier, which is good. And obviously you're hoping that the team stays relatively healthy the rest of the way, about as healthy as it can be. Because again, we still have uncertainty with guys like Quokinen, Miles Wood, um, Mackenzie Blackwood. You know, we still have a lot of uncertainty with uh, with those guys. But if we can just stay relatively healthy 
and consistently relatively healthy, um, I think that it will just give the team obviously a better chance to win some games down the stretch. And I know that Lindy Ruff spoke um, to the media prior to Thursday's game saying that the players had a player only meeting and they wanted to basically discuss what uh, what the devils um, what the team uh, you know, from a player's perspective, how they want to finish the season. And I think that honestly, when you look at it from a player's perspective, the only thing you want to do is try to win as many games as possible. You want to improve yourself. You want to help improve the team. And especially if you're one of the core guys, the guys that I've mentioned numerous times, you want to continue to build that eventual winning culture. You want to start getting this team to get confident in itself and the team as a whole. And so it was good for the devils to have that week off and change, get some guys, you know, back in the lineup and just kind of once again, have another mini reset. And I think that uh, with the way this season has gone, I think it's been important to have somewhat of a mini, a mini reset 100%, but you look at this game and um, yeah, the devils really came out and wanted to send a message right away that they were going to, uh, have success and dictate the pace of this one as the Devils scored not one, not two, but three goals within the first seven minutes of this contest. I mean, right away, 644 into the game, the Devils are up three nothing. And it was just like, who is this Devils team and where have they been all season offensively? And uh, we know, obviously, the inconsistency the Devils have had this year when it comes to scoring, but that was certainly not the case in this one. Jesper Bratt, picking up right where he left off. He got the first two goals of the game, his 15th and 16th goals of the year. Sharon Govich, who continues to really step up a blade the last 10, 11 games, getting on that point streak, really, really starting to get back to the level, to an extent, to the level that he was at last season. And I think it's good that he's, uh, he didn't get off to a good start this year, but it's good that he's finishing the year strong. And it's important because we know that he's going to be a guy that we're counting on to be a top six winger, you know, um, you know, in the long term with this team. But, I mean, you're seeing guys like Brat, Sharon Govich, you know, even Nico Heischer, who may not be scoring goals as much recently, but he's been certainly getting on the score sheet. And I think that that's really important to see our captain also starting to blossom. But, yeah, the Devils, after one period, it's 3-0. We knocked out, um, I believe it was Tristan Jari, if my memory uh, my memory serves me correctly here, is I have to... <laughs> I, of course, I have to go back and um, back and look, but I'm pretty sure it was Tristan Jari who was in net um, for the start of this one, and obviously he got pulled. So that was obviously an important thing, and it's always a good thing when you're playing a team and you're able to force the other team to pull uh, their netminder because I think it's very important. Uh, gives you some confidence and say, okay, we we definitely put them uh, in a position that they are very frustrated and feel like they need to make a change. And the Devils obviously continue to, to um, pick up the pace and continue to dominate this game as uh, by the time we reach the halfway point of the second period and obviously the halfway point of the game, Devils are up 4 nothing. Dawson Mercer, who continues to get his scoring back, which we really love to see, and maybe trying to make a, a late push to try to get back into um, Calder, um, Calder Trophy consideration for Rookie of the Year. He got a goal 12th of the year. Jack Hughes got the lone assist on that one. It's uh, it's 4 it's four nothing, and again, you're feeling good, but knowing how the Devils' second periods have been of late, you still are a little bit uneasy. And less than two minutes later, Evgeny Malkin scored on a power play, just a nice feed from Crosby on the left side over to Malkin, was able to get him to um, streak towards the uh, center of the ice in the slot. He goes top shelf 
over Nico Dawes' glove and in, and it's four to one now. And so you start to get a little bit, probably like very little bit nervous about, okay, we've been in this situation numerous times where we've had multiple goal leads and blown them. Is this going to be another one of those nights? Well, that ended up not being the case as Damon Severson scored on a beautiful slap shot from the top of the blue line on power play about two and a half minutes after Malkin had scored. Severson got his seventh of the year. It feels like he has more than seven. And I, I don't know, I, I, I guess, you know, considering some of the some of the goals that have hit off of him and gone into the net uh, for, you know, against us. Maybe that's why I think that way. But he got his seventh of the year. Hughes and Nico both got assists on that. Jack Hughes and Nico are both pretty close to getting the 20 assists on the year each. So that's actually a pretty uh, a pretty good uh, mark to get to, especially with a decent amount of games left to go in the season. But after after two periods of play, the Devils actually ended up winning that second period. They scored two of the three goals, and they're up five to one going into the third. So I so I can only speak for myself and say that I felt really good that we were going to win the game by that point because we had gotten through the hurdle of the second period. We're still up by four goals, and I don't expect the Devils to have this massive amount of um, amount of um, I guess you would say collapse. Um, in the third period. And that ended up not being the case. The Devils would actually score a second power play goal in this one as uh, Nico Kiescher, nine and a half minutes into the third, just got a nice feed right over the slot goes just under the arm of the goaltender and in, and he gets his 14th of the season. Jack Hughes with his 19th assist, Jesper Bratt with his remarkable 30th assist of the season as now Bratt, at least from, you know, prior to the game against Chicago, 16 goals, 30 assists. I've said it before on social media and I'll say it again. Tom Fitzgerald needs to pay Jesper Bratt. I mean, you need to give him at least five, six, maybe even potentially $7 million. This kid has earned it. I mean, he's earned every single dollar that he has made, not just in this last contract, but what he's going to probably earn in his next one. And the devil's got to do everything possible to lock him down long-term. I would not want to see us give up Jesper Brad for a guy that came out of the sixth round in his draft, in his draft class and to have this much success. I mean, this has been one of the best, uh, one of the best late draft picks that we have made in a long time. And just Brad continues to be our arguably our best um, goal scorer on the team. 100%. But Nico got that last goal, 14th of the season. I actually feel pretty good that Nico's going to get the 20 goals, considering that his goal scoring has, even though it's slowed down a little bit from earlier, it's still at a pretty decent amount. So I feel pretty confident about that. But Nico gets the only goal of the third. The Devils come away with an impressive six to one road victory in Pittsburgh over the Penguins. And so the Devils finished the season series against Pittsburgh two and two. And what's really funny about it is that the home team lost every single game. So how about that? Every single time these two teams faced off, the road team ended up winning. So home ice was not really an advantage for either one of these teams. So that's kind of the, um, the situation that we ended up uh, getting into. But again, Great win. Nico Dawes getting just his second victory in the NHL. Granted, I mean, he obviously hasn't played that many games in the NHL, but he actually played a really, really good game. Made several, several big-time saves, especially in the beginning of the second period where the Penguins really tried to make a push to get back in this game. But Dawes came through with some really, really good saves. And I honestly felt like he deserved to get one of the three stars. He ultimately ended up not. But still, making 37 out of 38, uh, saving 37 out of 38 shots is very, very big. And uh, Nico 
right there showcasing the uh, potential and the talent that he really has. And it's very exciting. And the hope is, is that, um, you know, with obviously trying to continue to have success down in Utica and then, you know, moving forward, that he can really be one of those uh, long-term goaltenders that we have in our system, which is, uh, as we all know, something that we really, really need. But a good win for the Devils, 6-1, to one, convincing fashion. And again, it really does feel like, it's at least recently, that the Devils have to score six, seven goals a night to win, which I'm honestly not necessarily opposed to. I don't think any of us are opposed to, but you could starting to see that the goal scoring is starting to improve. We're starting to get more pucks in the back of the net. And that's important because we're going to need that long-term. That would at least, um, that would at least cure one of the issues that we have with this team, or at least that we've had in the last several years. If we can start getting our goal scoring to be more consistent, scoring four, five, six goals a game, everybody will take that. If we're winning games, um, seven to six or six to four, I'm taking that because at the end of the day, we're winning games and that's the most important thing. But then we shift over to the very next night, the Devils travel to the Windy City to take on the Blackhawks. First time since opening night that the teams have faced off. And it's funny to think about now, the Blackhawks just never really got off, got off to a good start. I mean, they, they really have struggled all year long. The Devils started off the year well, but now are kind of, you know, are, are below Chicago right now in the stand in the overall standings. But uh, it's crazy to think about um, the difference between the first game of the season, at least, you know, the first game of the season for the Devils and the second one for Chicago, where these teams are now. I don't think either one of them were expected to be this far down in the standings. Um, I think maybe the Devils a little bit more, but I don't think they were both of these teams supposed to be as low as they are in the standings as to where they are right, you know, since where they are right now. But uh, obviously the Devils are looking to try to, you know, potentially win the season series, which is always important, you know, to win season series against opponents and especially against opponents that you don't play very often. You know, a lot of these teams outside of the division, you're playing two, maybe three times a year. Um, so you don't see them very often. And you're, again, you're playing against a Western conference opponent. So again, it, it shows that, um, you know, if you're winning these games, it shows that you're able to, you know, have success against the other, the other conference, which could be very valuable uh, down the road in the future, especially if we're in a, in a position to maybe compete for a Stanley Cup down the road. But again, going into this one, uh, Devils win with John Gillies. I wasn't really 100% okay with it because you might as well ride the hot hand. I understand you don't want to overwork Gillies because he's going to go back down to Utica at some point, but you might as well ride the hot hand. If you want to have this team overall get confidence, and especially for Nico because he's, you know, he's trying to learn how to play in the NHL, you want to ride the hot hand. You want to keep the good, the good, uh, the good vibes going. That's the way that I kind of looked at it. Um, you know, with that decision, but I could also understand it because it was the second of a back-to-back. -back. Um, you know, the Devils got off to a slow start. I felt like they really, really were playing with fire numerous times. And then 7.34 in, Brandon Hagel, somebody who's been rumored to, you know, be an option for the Devils to acquire at the trade deadline, he scored um, He scored a goal 15th of the season as uh, he made it one nothing. But then Jack Hughes and Yegor Sharangovich were able to get goals later on in that period to give the Devils a 2-1 to lead 
after one period of play. Jack Hughes' goal was his 15th of the year. Sharon Govich getting his 12th of the year. Jack Hughes getting the 20 assists. So obviously that's a big accomplishment. Jonas Siegenthaler continuing to play strong in his first full year in New Jersey, getting his 11th of the year. But then we had a very, very bad second period. And you knew that at some point this was going to happen, considering how bad the Devils' second periods have been of late. Not obviously counting the game against Pittsburgh, but certainly in this one against Chicago. Patrick Kane ended up getting himself his 14th and 15th goals of the season, both on the power play. And then Brandon Hagel added his second of the game, um, his 16th of the year on the power play as well, as the Devils, who went into this game with the eighth best power play in the entire NHL, which is absolutely mind-boggling. It's certainly not eighth at this point, but the eighth best power penalty kill ended up giving up three straight power play goals which obviously, you know, from Elaine Nasruddin's perspective, is not going to be a good thing on his resume. But uh, the, the the Blackhawks ended up taking a 4-2 to lead at that point, both Patrick Kane and Brandon Hagel each with a pair of goals. But then Jesper Bratt, on a nice long pass from Severson, almost behind his own net, got Jesper Bratt on a breakaway. It was the third breakaway in the last two minutes that the Devils had had, and... Jesper Bratt was able to score as he's been scoring so much of late. He scored 17th of the year for Bratt. Severson got his 22nd assist. Siegenthaler with his second assist of the game, his 12th of the year. And the Devils were able to get that late goal to make it 4-3 to three Chicago going into the third. So even though, obviously, you gave up three goals in the second period and had a pretty bad period, you were outscored 3-1, to one, you're only down by a goal going into the final 20 minutes of play. So you at least give yourself an opportunity to go and come back and win this game. And 8.36 into the third, Jonas Siegenthaler, who just threw the puck on net from the left side near the, near the boards, it just goes about as top shelf as it could go over the shoulder of Kevin Lankin in an end, Siegenthaler getting his first goal of the season and his first goal as a New Jersey Devil. That was the thing that got me when Steve Cangelosi said that on the broadcast, that that was the first goal of Siegenthaler's career in New Jersey, which I felt I, I and a lot of us said the same thing. We said we felt like he'd scored at least a goal or two before that, but no, that was the first goal for Siegenthaler, who had himself a really big night. And for a guy who's arguably our best defensive defenseman, he was certainly one of our better, if not our best offensive defensemen uh, in that game on Friday. Siegenthaler getting his first of the year. Tatar and Hamilton got assists. And 8.36 into the third, the Devils come back from down two to make it 4-4. Four to four. But that, unfortunately, is where... Um, a lot of the good ended up ending because not, you know, about six minutes, five and a half minutes to be exact, five and a half minutes after the Devils had tied it, Kirby Doc, and then 41 seconds later, uh, Ryan Carpenter got themselves two quick goals that, quite frankly, were almost 100% on John Gillies. I mean, to, to put it bluntly, he sold on those two goals, and the Blackhawks went right back up. Uh, by two goals at that point, making it six to four. Jesper Bratt was able to score in a nice snapshot um, with about four minutes, 15 seconds to go in the game to make it six to five. So again, you felt like, okay, there's a chance that the Devils could once again come back from down two goals to tie the game. 
but that would end up not being the case. Patrick Kane ended up scoring an empty netter to complete the hat trick for him, making it seven to five. And then about a minute later, Brandon Hagel, after he was completely knocked down by PK Subban trying to score, Hagel still ended up scoring. He actually went into the net as well. Hagel getting a hat trick. So the Devils had not one, but two players against them score hat tricks in this game. Granted, both of them, the third goal was an empty netter, but it counts all the same on the score sheet. Kane's goal was his 16th, Hagel with his 17th. And then there was this whole melee after, after the goal. Uh, Subban ended up actually getting into a fight with Brandon Hagel. And I know Hagel said after the game that uh, what Subban did was obviously a cheap, a cheap thing for him to do. It was Bush League and... Uh, I could sort of agree with that because of obviously Subban's reputation this year and the amount of times he's slew footed players. I mean, I'm just being as honest as I can be and you just don't want to see that. And um, it just ended what was a very frustrating loss as the devils ended up losing this one in a very high scoring game, losing eight to five. And uh, at the time when they lost, I was really pissed off about it. And just, it was just, you know, you just add on another loss where you feel like you somewhat embarrassed yourself. Um, but at the end of the day, it was just a very high-scoring game. Uh, the Devils, once again, were able to get themselves at least five goals. But interestingly enough, they didn't win this game because they didn't score six goals. I know that probably they wouldn't have won if they scored six, but it kind of just proves my point again that the Devils, had, recently, it seems like the only way they win games is to score six or more goals in a game. And uh, the last month, I think, will kind of show that uh, to be somewhat the case. But again, Devils end up dropping this one. Uh, they end up uh, they ended up uh, splitting the season series, although the Blackhawks ended up getting three out of a possible four points since the first game against us uh, was in overtime. But still, both teams ended up getting themselves a win um, while they were at home and the Devils uh, end that little uh, little two game stint. So obviously they had Saturday off Sunday and then they'll obviously play back to back again. Um, at home against Vancouver on Monday and then Tuesday against Columbus. So like I said before, these games are coming up very fast because again, of all the rescheduling and things like that, but it's going to come by very, very quickly. And especially now that we're getting into the month of March, we're getting that much closer to the trade deadline. And we just talked to uh, Jim Beringer in the last episode. There's a lot of rumors that are involving the devils. So there's a lot that, that could, this team could be um, pretty different. By the time the trade deadline comes and goes, it, it, or it may not, who knows, but I think it's something to keep in mind. And I know Pierre Lebrun of uh, TSN said on Thursday or Friday, I believe it was that the, that Tom Fitzgerald is aggressively calling around the league about goaltending to try to help out the rest of the season. Cause I think that the devils want Nico Dawes to be able to go down to Utica and stay there the rest of the year help the Comets, you know, make a push to maybe win the Calder Cup and go from there. I know that there's also the possibility that Dawson Mercer could go down there uh, once the Devils season is over, which I think would be great for Mercer because of the success that he's had here in the NHL, could bring that down to Utica, add some more scoring, and just be able to uh, to really help the, the Comets just have that much more talent on their team once they get into the postseason. But at the end of the day, a wild two games, up and down emotions. As I mentioned, goals galore. There was a lot going on, and uh, we'll see if we're going to get more of those games moving forward. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. 
I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Redline 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.com. Dot org slash chat in New York, call 877 hope ny or text hope ny to 467 369. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the main event of our episode of this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. I had the great pleasure of welcoming on the newest PA announcer of your New Jersey Devils, Joe Tolentino. Uh, great interview, he's a tremendous guy. Uh, We learned so much about, you know, his background and how he got into, you know, the idea of maybe doing broadcasting and things like that, using, you know, his experience in uh, musical theater to give him the confidence to, you know, promote, to obviously take the opportunity with this chance to be the Devils PA announcer. And uh, he also gave us a little bit of an insight in his whole journey and everything like that to becoming the Devils PA announcer. It was great. Absolutely love talking to him. Thank you so much, Joe, for coming on. We appreciate it. Looking forward to having him on again down the road. But I want you guys to sit back, relax, and enjoy this great interview with the New Jersey Devils public address announcer, Joe Tolentino. Look at me, Devils fans. I'm bringing on guests left and right. You guys must be impressed, considering that I know some of you are probably tired of hearing my voice every single episode. But ladies and gentlemen, we have a super special guest joining us here on this edition of Devil's State of Mind podcast. I mean, you can already see from the title, but let us bring on the newest public address announcer for your new Jersey Devils, Mr. Joseph Tolentino. Joe, first and foremost, my friend, welcome to the Devil's State of Mind podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Things are good. Uh, after a little bit of uh, shoveling this morning, I'm, uh, I think I'm, uh, I'm ready to go. I'm having a pretty good day. Thank you for asking. Yeah, of course. Great to hear. Uh, obviously, you know, also being from Jersey, I got a little bit lucky. We only got rain. So, I mean, I didn't have to worry about uh, any of that snow, but uh, hopefully it wasn't, wasn't too difficult for you, my friend. But again, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day. Uh, you have been very much requested a lot by my listeners to uh, have you come on. So uh, it's it's great that uh, you're here. And uh, we got some really interesting questions that I think a lot of people would like to uh, know about you. So let's just jump into the first question for you. What got you into broadcasting slash PA announcing? Um, well, thanks again for having me again. I'm really, really excited to be here. Um 
That's a tough question because the truth is you're 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 looking at it. You're looking at uh, the beginnings of my PA and my broadcasting career. Uh, prior to 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 this work, I was doing. I grew up doing a lot of musical theater, um, which which really gives me my my confidence as far as the performance aspect goes of the job, and. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. You're, again, you're 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 seeing the beginning of it. Uh, I'm I'm so excited to be here. Every day I, I show up at a game, I I learn so much. I'm constantly trying to improve things that I do and fine tune my routine. Um, mm -hmm. And I just want to get better for the fans and for the team and and develop something that can really be a a backbone, something that's really consistent in the arena every night. Um, but yeah, you're 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 seeing the very beginnings of it. Hey, that's that's not a problem at all. I mean, you you do like I said before, you do a really really good job. Um, you know, it's it's definitely you know it, it caught obviously a lot of people by surprise when you know the the previous P announcer you know was no longer there. We were all wondering to ourselves what were you know what was the next what was the next thing that we were gonna do? You know, who was gonna be the next guy? This that and the other thing. But uh, you know, obviously, it's been kind of a you know, chaotic situation just in general with the team and everything. But, uh, you know, from watching you, um, you know, on your Instagram and, you know, seeing uh, the behind the scenes stuff that you give us and everything like that, I think it's phenomenal. And, uh, you know, you're, you're doing a really, really good job. And uh, I think a lot of us appreciate that. Uh, first and foremost, you are a fan of the team and, and you show your enthusiasm every single night, which we, uh, which we appreciate 100%. And uh, it was, it, it, it's phenomenal. And you're, like I said, you're doing a really good job. And, you know, we are very much excited to see what you can continue to bring to the Devils organization, the fan base, the team in general, um, and everything like that. But it's very cool that you have um, more of, I guess you would say like a, uh, I mean, would it be fair to say you have more of like an acting background? Would that be kind of like a fair fair way to say it? Yeah, when I was younger, I uh, participated in a lot of musical theater throughout high school. Uh, singing came first and then acting. And uh, it's, you know, music has always been a, a passion of mine in my life. Um, so, you know, that lends itself to, to, to what I'm doing on a, on, a, on a nightly basis for the Devils. And uh, that's, that's, that's kind of how, how, how that's worked so far. I mean, that's, that's still, you know, it's a great, it's a great avenue to kind of shift into this. Obviously you're on a, uh, I guess you'd say a much bigger stage with people hearing your voice every single night. And uh, no, sure. that's, that's absolutely incredible. And uh, it, you've certainly, like I said before, I've done a really good job. My next question for you, Joe, is this, and, and I'm sure a lot of people want to know this. How did you get into the sport of hockey? And more specifically, how did you become a New Jersey Devils fan? Uh, I was born in New Jersey for starters. Mm -hmm. I was born in Teaneck at Holy Name Hospital. And I believe when I was when I was four years old, my family picked up and we moved to Florida for about three years. Oh, okay. Um, wasn't long until we were back in New Jersey. They just couldn't stay away. And obviously, I'm really grateful for that. Um, when we moved back, I was living, um, with, with other family, my, my cousin, Jonathan, mm -hmm. he, um, taught me everything I knew about hockey. I showed up to New Jersey and he handed me a stick and it, it was a Louisville. It was a wooden Louisville stick. I remember that. <laughs> and, um, it, I, I loved it. I loved it. I, uh, I found myself out uh, on the, the street in, uh, in Fairlawn, New Jersey, 
every day just shooting around uh, the hockey balls. And uh, I loved it. I became a Devils fan by default. He was watching games every night. I would uh, I would knock on the door until he let me in and, and I'd, I'd watch games with him. And that was, I really got into it. I guess it was the... The 98, 99 season, I, I, mm-hmm. I think, is when I started watching. Um, obviously, it was a really good time to, to become a Devils fan. They were about to, uh, to continue uh, and, and build on a, a streak of greatness. They, mm-hmm. uh, they were, they were a, a bit of a dynasty. Um, so it was easy to fall in love with. You know, they, they, they win the Stanley Cup. They make the finals. A couple of years later, they win the Cup again. It was, uh, it was a special time. It was easy to fall into. I have so many good memories of watching games with him and um, and sharing that with uh, with with kids in school and and uh, I've just been a fan ever since. It's uh, it's a huge part of my life even before this year. <laughs> I, I absolutely love that and and you know it's one of the things that whenever I have guests on, especially you know you know whether they're just fans and things like that, I always like to know about the people's you know journey to becoming a fan of hockey as well as the devils and uh you know it, it's exciting because everybody has their own unique um you know stories i mean i i didn't get into hockey till i was probably about i want to say eight or nine years old so unfortunately for me um i wasn't conscious enough for the years that we won the cup in 95 2000 2003 but i still have obviously great memories i got into hockey because of marty i mean it's just when you have the greatest goaltender playing playing every single night um makes it easier to get into uh watching oh, sure. team and watching uh watching the sport but i i absolutely love that and uh, like you said just some absolutely phenomenal memories that is great i i love to hear that and i love to hear about it now the big question that i'm sure a lot of my listeners would like to know is can you take us through your journey into becoming the devil's PA announcer? Because, and to give some listeners, because not everybody, you know, knew about this, but you know, the devils had basically put it out there as, I, I don't know if I would call it like a tryout. Basically it was more of like, it was kind of like a contest slash tryout to kind of, you know, pe- get people involved and to, you know, try out for the devil's PA announcer job. But the one thing that I wanted to constantly know um, from a lot of people that I spoke to was their journey to how they found out about it and the whole process and things like that. So for you, Joe, obviously, since uh, you were the very lucky man who got the opportunity and obviously is doing a great job with it, take us through you know, your journey to getting this position and how it all worked out. There were moments where it felt like it was flying by and there were moments that, that, that felt like they dragged on forever. It was... Uh, it was certainly a journey. That's that's the right word for it. Um, like you said, uh, they they the Devils put on their social channels that they were beginning a search for the next PA announcer. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I wanted to try right away. I I had no ideas right off the bat, but I I I figured well. I'm, I'm a huge Devils fan. So many of my, my, my nights during hockey season are already devoted to, to Devils hockey. Um, why not try to be a part of it? So it was just such a cool, unique opportunity um, with my musical theater background. I felt mm-hmm. like I could, I, I could try and it, it would be a reasonable attempt. So I gave it some thought and I went with my first idea for the video um it was an audition so i said okay well let's 
make an audition. What does an audition look like for the devil's PA announcer? I don't know. Right. So I grabbed a table. <laughs> I grabbed almost every um, devil's jersey sweater I, I had in, in, my, in my closet. And I created kind of like a shrine to, to devil's history uh, for, for fun to make it look good. And we, we created an audition and uh, it was, uh, and I say we, uh, me and my, my fiance, uh, Tori, mm -hmm. she, uh, she helped me build the room and uh, she was the, the director and editor of those, those videos and bloopers and all the funny things that I was able to, uh, the fun things that I was able to put out um, on my social channels. And we just step-by-step step created uh, a mock audition and threw some jokes in there and um, got to show off my, you know, my fandom and, and how right. much of a, of a geek I am about devil's hockey. Um, and we had fun. So I submitted it. That was, mm -hmm. when was that? That was the, the end of September. Yeah. Yeah. I believe maybe? it was, I believe it was like or, late I'm, August, yeah. early September. Yeah. Yeah, or the early September. Yep. Um, so so shortly after that, uh, a few weeks later, there was a there was a um, ten videos chosen. There was a there was a, a, a top ten that was released. Right. I remember and, that. And uh, I actually I was a little late to the party in finding <laughs> out that I had been chosen to the top ten because I had email buried in my spam folder. <laughs> um so so for those of you who don't check your your spam i highly yep. recommend just giving it an overview every so often because you know you could have life-changing things just sitting in that box right um so i was following the the devils dot fan page instagram when yep. um when josh had 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 posted the top 10 shout I out to josh it. by the way great guy absolutely out. great oh, guy yeah, absolutely. I uh, really, really nice. He's been so supportive. He's reached out several times. Such a friendly mm. guy. I actually got this hat that I'm wearing from him uh, just oh, a few weeks nice. ago. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Um, yeah, no, this is a, what quickly became one of my favorite Devils hats. Um, so I actually I, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, no worries. Um, you were um, you were talking about uh, you know Josh had put out like you know kind of like oh, so a he um, he, he put out the top ten. Yeah. Um, I saw that. I, I flipped out. I started. I, I called my fiance. I called my mom. I, I said, like, this, this is happening. This is really cool. I immediately watched through all of the videos. There were it was so there were it was so diverse. There were so many talented people there. Oh, yeah. uh, different ideas. It was mm -hmm. it was a it was it was a great group um, to, to, to start with. Hundred percent. Um and uh, a few of those people reached out and people who were friendly within that group too. So that was, that experience was I great. saw a lot so of people messaging each other on um, like on Twitter. Um, if people had Twitter saying like, oh, like whoever wins, like good luck. And it, it was great. I think it was great that so many people were so nice about it, you know, considering oh, how sure. big the job it is. Yeah. Sure. No, it was, it was, it was great. It was, it was done right. Um, so, so yeah, I made a couple of friends along the way and um then there was this this uh, waiting process. Then you had to try to muster up enough support and votes because there was a there was a, a voting process to narrow it to three. Mm -hmm. um, then I got put into the top three, and that was a shock. I remember I was in I was in I was in Newark. I was actually right down the street from the Prudential Center. 
Um, there you go. Because my, my mother works in Newark and I, okay. um, I was helping her out. I was, I, I was picking her up from her job that day. And, and as soon as I pulled up to the parking lot, I, I checked my email. This time I was checking my spam. Good. And I got the email and I flipped out. She was, she was, I, I could see her walking towards the car and she was really far away from me. And I just lowered the window and I started screaming out the window. I was like, I got it. I got it. I got it. And she, she thought something was wrong until we, you know, we, we had a conversation <laughs> about it, but uh, she was thrilled. Right. Um, that excitement was, was, was amazing. Sure. Um, because after the 10, I, I had just felt grateful to have been there and to have right. been chosen and to, to be, to be shown in that light. Um, that was, that was exciting. So, mm -hmm. so, to, so to have it get even more exciting is, is hard to put into words, but it was really special, but then it was crunch time. Um, I had to get ready to do a, to, to call a, a, a preseason game. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, there, I, I was scheduled to do the game against the Washington Capitals. Okay. And there was a, a scheduling change because of a conflict with one of the other people in the top three. And they wanted mm -hmm. to, they, they reached out, they said, Hey, Joe, you know, are you able to do this? Can you, can you work the Rangers game instead? So Very heck. Nice. There you you know, go. I was like, you know, if, if the if, if the dream could get any better, that was right. <laughs> that's, exactly. that's that's the way it happened. So I uh, I quickly, I mean, I responded to to the email in under five minutes. I absolutely mm. no no problem. I was so excited. Um, and then there was game day, and that went by in what felt like twenty minutes. Really? It was, yeah, I was, I was so nervous. I was excited. I, I was filled with different emotions. Um, mm -hmm. I remember showing up, I sat in my car for, for five minutes and I gathered some of my thoughts. I, I went over a few notes again. Um, I got a, I got a script uh, the night before right. of, uh, of, you know, the sponsorship reads and everything that I would be reading. And it was all new to me. So I was, I was cramming and, you know, it was just an exciting, it was an exciting, an exciting, uh, an exciting day for sure. Awesome. So I show up, um, they rolled out the red carpet. Um, I was greeted at, 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 at the door mm -hmm. they, uh, by Joe Cucci, who yep. is my, I actually uh, know Joe. My, I actually know Joe, uh, personally, he's a good guy. Very good guy. Oh, great. Yeah, no, he's, he's wonderful. I mean, you know, it's, it's no exaggeration to say that he changed my life. Um, he gave me an, an honest chance. He treated me like, like somebody who could have been doing, you know, this kind of work for 20 years. There was so yep. much respect from them, uh, from the moment that I walked in the door. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it made me feel like, uh, like I belonged, you know, and, and, and prior to walking through the door and, and having my first few conversations with, with him, it was, uh, I didn't know. I was just really nervous. So, so, so to have somebody who I felt like, you know, was going to give me a chance, who was going to guide me along the way and uh, just present me with this opportunity, it, it, it put some of my nerves at ease and I was yeah. able to go in there. I mean, I, I felt like I made a pretty good impression with the fans. Um, it did not hurt that the Devils had a heck of an outing. Uh, I think it yep. was a 7-1 game or a 7-2 game. Yeah. 
I remember uh, that because for for me um, on the network that I'm I'm a part of, uh, we we decided to do a live watch along. That was like the first live watch along that we did, you know, to kind of test out to see how it is. And I actually was like on live on YouTube doing that game, and it was, I mean, it was a great game. Dawson Mercer had a couple of really uh, nice goals. I, I mean, you yeah. called, you definitely got yourself a very very nice game to do for your first oh, yeah. uh, try. It was it was so exciting, goal after goal. And it was good practice, <laughs> you know, yeah. my goal two, three, four, I was, I, I felt like I was fine tuning the announcements. I, uh, I was having a little more fun. I was able to feed off of, off of yeah. the energy of the fans. It was, uh, there were, there were a lot of people there for a preseason game. Mm. Um, you know, people were, were getting ready to, to truly have hockey back. Right. And, you know, it was, it, it, it couldn't have been a, a better showing. And uh, couldn't have been a better opportunity for me to, to have fun. And uh, had the dream ended there, I mean, I, I, I would have talked about it for the rest of my life anyway. Of um, it, was, uh, it was a really long day when I was waiting for the results. It was, it was, a, whole, it was a long waiting period in general because yeah. I, I went, I think I went first. At, um, so I then waited, I think, eight or nine days before mm -hmm. the, the final voting period took place to, uh, to choose the winner. So it was agonizing. Um, I, I, I went to the, I went to the, uh, the, other, the other two preseason games. Um, I was in, you know, I was in full hockey season mode. I, uh, I, I was excited for, for the year to begin. Mm -hmm. And the 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 day that that I was going to get the results, I uh, it dragged. It it it, <laughs> it it felt like it was you know I didn't know what time I was going to be called, but I was I was ninety nine percent sure at that point that I would be called that day based on the schedule and where we were mm -hmm. um, prior to the season opener. Um, I lost a lot of time and I, I lost some moments there when I got that call from Joe directly, mm -hmm. um, letting me know that, that I had, I had garnered enough votes to, to win the contest. And, uh, while I, I, I felt confident about the audition game, about the preseason game, I felt really good about it. Mm -hmm. The other two guys were excellent. And I, I had absolutely no idea in which direction it was going to go. Yeah. Um, so to, to, to get the word and to get the phone call um, yeah. is indescribable. Again, I lost some moments there. Uh, <laughs> I, I had to sit down, take a few breaths. I called my fiance, I called my mom. I, I, uh, I, uh, I, I told a few people uh, in the first few minutes and then I just kind of sat there and thought about, okay, well, what's next? Because right. it was the very next night that I had to go in for rehearsal so we could get acclimated and, um, work on a few things. As, as mm -hmm. you know, the season opener has a longer uh, game presentation, a longer right. introduction. Uh, there are more things to be said. So, so there was a rehearsal. The day after that uh, was Friday. It was the 15th of October, opening night. And Great game. that was truly one of the greatest days of my entire life. Um, I, I was still nervous, but I was a little more confident than I had been the, the time before. Mm -hmm. I, I walked in. Um, again, they rolled out the red carpet. The, the first thing 
uh, they did was meet me at the door with a uh, with my own personalized Devils hockey jersey. That's um, very cool. Very it cool was, indeed. Yeah, it, it it felt really emotional. You know, um, growing up, I would put on my Elias jersey, my Coho nice. Elias jersey, and I would put my rollerblades on and. I would put one of those, um, those like goalie things in the net, like one of those makes where, where it yep. gives you a five hole in the, all the four corners and, mm -hmm. you know, for, for accuracy shooting, I would score a goal. I would pick up a traffic cone and skate around like I had just won <laughs> the 2000 Stanley Cup. Love it. So, love it. so to be greeted at the door of Prudential Center with a jersey that had my name on it um, was a dream come true. Uh, I, that was special. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, you got me a little bit of most because it's just such a, it's such, such a cool thing. You know, it's, um, you know, at the end of the day, there's only, you know, 32 openings for a PA announcing job in the National Hockey League. And uh, you're part of a very select group of people that get the opportunity to go to the games and, you know, be that loud voice that everybody hears on a day-to-day, -day, uh, on a game-to-game -game basis. And, uh, you know, it was that was something that I was very interested to find out about, you know, the process and the journey. And uh, I think it's absolutely phenomenal. And, uh, you know, I can, you know, I've gone to a couple of games myself this year and uh, I will say the one thing that makes me laugh, but like in a good way that you say is when we do the, when you guys do the t-shirt toss. And then I think you say something like whip at the end and I, I can't <laughs> help but laugh every time. Cause it, it feel like you slip it in there at the last second when nobody's listening, but oh, like, sure. I love it. I love the creativity. I love the enthusiasm. I think it's phenomenal. And I think what's great is that, you know, it's like, it's, you know, you're part of this new era of devil's hockey. You know, it's just like this whole, you know, we got a, you know, we got a young team, obviously we got a bunch of new guys coming in and starting this, you know, what hopes to be a very successful, you know, era of devil's hockey and now you're a part of it and i think that uh just everything is cool i love the pin that you wear i'm trying to get one myself actually the pin that you wear um, is phenomenal i think it's at i'm assuming i could probably get it at the store or something like that i have to find that myself because i love that pin and i wish the devils would market that nj without like the circle around it the nj just that a little bit more because i think that looks really really cool but um that is absolutely phenomenal joe and that kind of leads me into my next question do you get recognized like more now, obviously, because you're the voice, the PA voice of the devils? Like, do you get recognized like on the streets or like anything like that? Has anything like changed dramatically now that you're a celebrity, I guess you'd say in the state of New Jersey? A little bit, a little bit. It's uh, I, I, I wouldn't say I, I'm an A-list celebrity, but I, I at, at my other job, I, I, I work at uh, Beekman Wines and Liquors in Glen Rock, New Jersey. Heard of it. Uh, they, uh, I've, yeah, I've been there for about 11 years now. I, awesome. I, I, I love it. I, um, it's a great community. They were really supportive of, of this journey in particular. Um, but more of that, I mean, honestly, every, every day that I work, two to three times somebody will come in and say hey how's the devil's gig going or you know how are you feeling about it? how you know how have things been there mm -hmm. you know not not only are they, are they excited to know me but they really care about how it's going for me um people reach out to me on social media all the time to <laughs> to yeah 
to, yeah. you know, whether, I'm, I'm whether one it's of someone people. you're wanting to book a podcast or whether <laughs> it's, it's someone that just wants to, to say, hey, you're doing a great job yeah. or, hey, I love your pin or, hey, great time. Yeah, whatever, I love your pin. I feel, like, I feel like I'm not the only one that says to you, hey, I really like that pin. <laughs> oh sure, sure. Yeah, I, I get a I, I get a lot of uh, great feedback of, about that. I um, it uh, it was it was it was waiting for me on uh, in, in my workstation oh, okay, when I arrived uh, for opening night. So it was a really nice gesture by by, cool. by Joe and, and and the team. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That is well. Yeah. I mean, that you know, because I would imagine, like, especially you know, once you get involved with the team, and because it's so big here in New Jersey, you know, obviously you're gonna have people that are gonna support and you know reach out to you, like myself. Obviously, this is what I this is what I do for a living. So I gotta sure. I gotta get the people what they wanna what they wanna hear. And um, again, you know, with this obviously being my last question. Again, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to do this, man. This is this has been so much fun, like getting to know you, getting this whole journey. My, my question to you is this. And obviously you said that uh, this is kind of like your first experience in the broadcasting PA announcing field, but I, I like to ask this question because I think it's important. What advice do you have for younger people who want to get into this industry broadcasting? And even if you want to go with just the performing arts um, angle, you're more than welcome to as well. But like, what advice would you give younger people? It's a great question. Um... I'll remind anybody who's listening, I never once thought that I could be in the position that I am right now with the devils, with this, 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 this brand new opportunity. Um, I, I never thought it was possible, but I'm, I'm realizing um, in life uh, that sometimes you just need to go for things, even when you think you're you're not qualified enough, or if you're nervous, um, the, 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 the more you go for things in life, the, the more opportunity you're giving yourself for, for your life to change or for, for, you, to, for you to cross paths with, with, with someone or something that's going to put it in a direction that you never in, in your wildest dreams considered. Mm. Um, you know, I think I told you the story about, you know, growing up and, and being such a huge Devils fan. And, you know, I always wanted to be a New Jersey Devil. There was, there was, there was never a don't, question about don't that. We all, don't life. we all want yeah. to be a New Jersey Devil? I, I'm in the same yeah. boat, man. But, you know, you just never know what, what's going to happen. So, so put yourself out there, uh, challenge yourself, scare yourself. Um, it, it, it only good things can result from it in the long term, uh, in my experience. Mm -hmm. So, whether that's for PA announcing, any kind of broadcasting, whether it's for musical theater, whether it's for carpentry, <laughs> you know, put put, put <laughs> like yourself that. out there. I like it. That's so, awesome. So that, that that's my advice. Yeah. Hey, that's that's great advice, Joe. And uh, again, man. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk with us. Uh, this has been a long-awaited episode. I know a lot of people, like I said, have been asking for me to reach out to you, and it's great that you know we could get our schedules um, in a good place where we could do we could do this, man. And uh, I really appreciate. It. Before I let you go, because I do this with all my guests, and uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I got to ask this question. Let the folks at home know. 
where they could follow you on social. I know you got your, I know obviously you got Instagram. I know you got TikTok as well because I've seen seen a little bit of your stuff. But uh, let the folks at home know where they could find you and uh, you know even interact with you. So my friend, the floor is yours. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, as we discussed earlier, I have been really active on social media this year. Um, I'm learning about it every day. It's, it's a changing technology. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, the, the, the channel that I use most frequently is uh, through Instagram. And my name there is Captain Joe Nine. Um, that, uh, I think it really works for, for, for this part of my life, but it's been my Instagram handle for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, that, that works out. I think it's, uh, it it relates to the sport pretty well. It's, it's, it's the same hook on, on TikTok. Um, I'm a little slower with that. So bear with me and I'll, I'll keep learning and I'll keep, uh, putting out some behind the scenes things. Um, people, people seem to be really interested um, and finding out, you know, how, how my, my everyday, you know, goings are with the yeah. devils. So I'll, I'll keep trying to update both of those things. I, I probably don't post as much on Instagram as I should, but I, I update my story quite often. So, yeah. uh, so, so for those of you who are, are, are looking for, for some of that content, check out my story. I'll start posting even more, but that's captain Joe nine and, um, reach out, talk to me, ask me questions. Um, tell me what's going on in your, in your game day experience. And um, let's start a dialogue. I, I, I want to get to know the fans. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten to know so many people already in these first uh, handful of months of the season and uh, of the, the first season of what will hopefully be many. And I, I, I can't wait to, to learn more about, you know, this fan base. And we're excited as a fan base to continue to uh, follow along in your journey and, uh, you know, represent the Devils fan base very well, which you do a tremendous job. And uh, again, Joe, from from all of us here, thank you so much for uh, coming on and talking with us today. It's been a lot of fun. We'll definitely, definitely have you come on again in the future and uh, we'll definitely stay in touch. All right, my friend. Thank you so much. This was such a nice conversation. It was really a pleasure.